word is that you're a fucking piece of shit fucking asshole who only wants fucking dirty ass fucking pussy. So fuck you and your fucking bullshit fucking marriage. Fuck you. Welcome back, folks, to yet another mini-episode of the Seasons of Blues podcast. Uh, I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by my co-host, Loki Beard. Uh, yeah, so, so you were telling me a story about that. <coughs> oh, yeah. <coughs> You're, no, no, uh, the alarm <laughs> <the> got open. <laughs> it's all good. You're a little out of it today. Yeah, yeah, You said um, you were at Eileen's... Um, Daughter's Sweet 16? Yeah. I was at Quintanilla yesterday, so very similar. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, over there they had an open bar. Where over where? Let's promote them. Uh, I forgot where the banquet, it's somewhere in a Whittier. Oh, the name of the banquet. I'm sorry, I was, I thought you meant the, the Fresh Lab. I wanted to promote Eileen. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they have a store here in Long Beach, uh, on Atlantic, uh, called the Fresh Lab. Uh, Eileen and Junior, they have, a. They've had it for what, a couple years now, right? Yeah. But it's expanded. They're doing real well with it. I, yeah, I think exactly. they even had Snoop like promote some stuff for. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Stuff like that. And I know. I remember running, running into them at a box about a box fight, a box fight, a fucking box night fight in L.A. And they were promoted. One of their boxers was there that they promoted. Oh, that's they sponsored. right. So that was pretty cool seeing them there. Uh, yeah, I was taking Tommy. You know, trying to get him back into. Cause I still got friends in the in the biz, not the biz, but you know the. the the, the boxing game, whatever. So I was oh, trying to take it on see if he sparked some interest in it. <laughs> oh, actually, no, that's pretty One of those cool. things. Which, inadvert- I mean, this was a while ago, but inadvertently, yeah, Becky got him some. Becky, my sister, returned from Thailand, got him some Muay Thai gloves. Oh, nice. So he's been punching shit all over the walls lately. So that's kind of cool. cool. Yeah, let him take that interest. Uh, but yeah, that, so if you're looking for any cool clothing, they got their cool brand. It's the the Fresh Lab in uh, on Atlantic. Um, Absolutely. Right, right before Big Spino is where you do that art walk that Long Beach has every, yes, what, yes. Friday? Um, first Friday. Sorry. First Friday of the month, yeah. So go check them out. Give them a shout-out. Tell them Snooze and Booze sent you. Uh, so you went to the Sweet 16 thing? <clears throat> yeah, that was... Oh, I did see some snaps or from you and Tina. Uh, was that, that's, I'm assuming that's where it was from? Oh, yeah. 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 Actually, I don't think it posted anything. I don't remember. It was kind of you were dressed like a clown or something like that? Oh, that's like every day. We all know this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was something yeah. for Halloween. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I made do with um, Hennessy. That's what they had. Hennessy on the rocks. So that's what I was drinking over there. And you were saying you were drinking wine before? Yeah, I was trying to pregame, you know. Ugh. So, already it's, we kind of know where the evening's going, you know. Right. So then after that, we met up with Frank because it was his birthday yesterday. That's right, yeah. What are you guys um, ever doing? Uh, we met up at the Fourth Horseman. There's this cool, like, car-themed pizza joint in downtown. L.A. or Long Beach? Long Beach. Mm. Long Beach. It's right there next to Pine. It's, like, one of the streets, like, adjacent. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. We should probably hit up one of these days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was down there last Friday for uh, the Tokyo Wako or something like that. Wako? It's right, it's, no, to, no, no, no. Uh, it's right next to the uh, Gladstones restaurant. Oh, I see, I see. It's okay. really good. Well, it's like a Benihana, but a little bit more uh, upscale. Oh. You know, they do that shit right in front of you, put on a dinner and a show type of thing, yeah. Oh, haru, ha, 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 ha. I, Every fucking time I walk into those, I always start laughing just to myself, because I, <laughs> I can't think of, like, when he smells the prawn, like, he, he goes for, it falls in her cleavage. 
the the oh thing, that's right and then he smells it and he goes, oh because oh. <laughs> okay. like every movement he yeah. makes it, it's like little girls like, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah but it was one of those that's pretty classic yeah. but four horses sounds like a pretty cool joint yeah it's pretty little some upper alley like, yeah um, just like horror shit you know like movies and whatnot I actually have them playing like in the background Oh, I don't okay. know if it's every night or on the weekends, but yeah. Kind of like Phantom Carriage does. So something like that. Yeah, yeah, I getcha. Oh, that sounds like pretty cool. I like the theme. I don't remember if I drank anything there, but after that we went to this other bar, The Ordinaire, that absinthe. So that was pretty much the That's what I saw from you. You were doing some of that on your snaps. Not yeah. snaps, your uh, Instagram stories. Instagram, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was pretty out of it. Like, I'm still out of it right now. I can't now. imagine being a bartender and someone tells you to make that. And you're like, God damn it, it's busy, you know, or something like that, like the response or some shit. Actually, is it pretty quick? Um, no, but I mean, like, um, the bartenders there, as far as like anywhere, I mean, besides that place in Austin that I went to where it's like all absent, mm-hmm. absent bar. But, like, oh, I, I went to that absent bar in Louisiana, by the way. I know we haven't really got a chance to talk since. Oh, that. man, yeah. But I was thinking, I went to that one and then the oldest bar in, in Louisiana. Or New Orleans or the world, I guess, but it's called like, uh, fuck, what was it called? Uh, Yield Absinthe House? Yeah, Yield, Yield uh, Smith, uh, Blacksmith. Something oh, like I see, I see. Yield Blacksmith Bar or something like that. But it's, it's it feels like the inside of Hocus Pocus uh, <laughs> show. Funny. That's what it looks like. Then they got an outside bar area where, they, of course, it's upgraded, but it, it does feel like you're drinking uh, Time Machine or something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm. Um,. Was that from Step Brothers when he has the, all the old porno mags and he's like, it's like That's masturbating in a time, time machine. Tom <laughs> <laughs> has been on a Step Brothers kick lately. He's been on all the time. For That's a good one. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, so you're still feel, you're still in recovery mode now. Do you oh. even feel like going out tonight, or what did you tell what our Frank and Christine expecting us out? Oh shit, no, um, I didn't even hit him up. Oh, okay, so we might not even. Or do you want to go do something? I'll. Um, it's your call. We don't have to. But Jackie thought we might be able to go out if you want to do something around um, downtown Long Beach. Because she's meeting up with her friend. Happy birthday, Janelle. You know Janelle, her little cousin? She's turning oh, 21 okay. today. Oh, I And they're see. bar hopping over there, down there. Oh, shit. Yeah, but they're not coming out to like midnight. And, you know, me and Jackie are old. We're, we're in bed by then. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember we went last week to, we met you guys up for like 20 minutes. Because we got, got there like around 8 oh, o'clock. That's right, yeah. At the uh, Clockwork. No, 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 New Wave. Clock, the, the new Clockwork, right? That's funny. Remember right. we used to go to Clockwork all the time? That was a cool spot. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. They had a, yeah, that, man, that was a good time. LA, uh, Hollywood mm-hmm. Nights, yeah. Yeah, New Wave. We went to New Wave. And we got there, yeah, about 8 o'clock. It was legit, like, fucking early. And it was pretty empty, and then we just started, like, fucking drinking. And then I didn't think you even got there. It's like, 10, maybe? Or 9? Uh, it was, like, 9-ish. 9.30, almost. Yeah, because we left around 10, and we were legit, like, already kind of fucked up. Yeah, I know. And then, uh, yeah, we were already kind of tipsy, kind of fucked up. And then we were like, all right, man, baby, you ready to go uh, to the dance floor? She's like, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> I was like, I kind of am, too. Fuck it, let's go. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty funny. I don't know. We were just, it was definitely, um, like, uh, we are... We're getting too old for this shit moment, it felt for us. Yeah, uh, I've been feeling that all day. Yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah. <laughs> Recovery wise? This is probably like one of the worst hangovers I've had in a long time. Well, I didn't. I remember trying to recover, but it was the Marine Corps birthday on the Sunday. Oh, that's right. That's right. And, you know, we meet up with the boys. But I really didn't. One thing, I didn't drink too much. Our version of not drinking too much, you know, yeah. like, you know, whatever. I'm still drinking, but, you know. But uh, one thing I didn't pee because I just felt like shit the whole next day. Number one, I try to stay away from the sweet drinks as much as I can. Oh, absolutely. So much sugar, and that's what really... 
like alcohol alone, you can handle it because that's what your your thing. But the sugar on it, like fuck, like it it's just fucks you up. Yeah. It just fucks you, especially when you haven't been drinking that much. You know, mm-hmm. that whole thing. And then, um, so anyways, I had a few beers, but it was just good to catch up with the boys. You know, the, the some of, you know some I see more than others, like Escobar and Quadras all the time. Oh, okay. but then there's a few where I don't, you know, I haven't seen these guys. I only see them once a year at the Marine Coast. So it's, it's always good to catch up and. Say some stories and have some fun like that. Uh, v, v was there, remember V? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He showed up. It was really good to see him. I hadn't oh, seen him man. in a while. I missed last year's. I, last year's, I think I was in Texas, so I wasn't able to be there. So I really wanted to come to this one, and I legit flew, flew out the next morning, early in the morning too. Oh, My flight was early, so I was like, really, definitely couldn't drink too much. I fly out again tomorrow. I'm leaving to. Um, Already? Yeah, yeah, San Francisco. Uh, so I'll be gone for the week, but I'll be back. Oh, okay. I'll be back on Friday, so we can record one later oh, that night. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. That kind of bullshit. It's getting tired, man. Getting real tired of it, but it's the job, right? <laughs> do what you gotta do. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is that, that Nicolas Cage movie to look forward to? Yeah, that's so weird. I read this announcement, you know, whatever you sent the link for it. Yeah. It gets Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. I wonder, I'm curious if he's gonna... Did it say it's from the same director as Mandy? Did I read that right? Um, Actually, I don't know. It says it's still in the works, like they're still trying to close a deal or whatever. Nicholas Cage to me, I mean, he's very unique. I don't think because he supposedly that style of, of acting that he does, it's his invention. Uh, hmm. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's got a specific name, but I forgot it off the top of my head. I'm sure people at home that know it are screaming it, but you can Google it. But Nicholas Cage acting method, but it's technically like his. He invented it technically, I guess. Hmm. But he and he coined it something very metaphysical. I, I'm not sure what the specific name is. But I guess, uh, I remember you had sent me a few years ago an article on, or it was a quote, really, or like a long quote, paragraph mm-hmm. form, about what the director can do with that actor to bring, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To bring the best performance out of him. Because he's going to be what he's going to be. And it's kind of like director drops to kind of guide him in. Not a channel him. Right. Because his, his, like, his version of acting can be looked at as in a great way, enjoyable way, no matter what, but <clears throat> ridiculous if you put him in a Ghost Rider movie and he's doing this... Like he's the most inauthentic thing in a film about comic about a fiery demon, you know. Like it's yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Like okay, well, I mean, it's definitely interesting without doubt, but it's doesn't fit the format well, or at least not this with the story the plot is going. But you put that same energy or same um, kind of character into something like Mandy, where it's warranted, and you disguise. Look at the background for that film. Everything is in unique colors. The bat, the cinematography, it's just stunning. It's almost like every shot is a is a photograph of surrealism and then and but why because most of the time him and the end and the bad guys are on lsd and so you're kind of this oh, okay so you just kind of see what's going on here and it's uh that kind of form acting makes sense for that film and then you get this amazing performance you get something where it's just like i, I really enjoy the fuck out of mandy i legit was just like damn this is this is hitting me this is really good there's certain I still scenes. gotta watch it uh, oh dude uh, did you say the clip for that bathroom scene at least where he's in like this tiger baseball shirt oh, and like underwear yeah. yeah it's intense man it's just like it's and that's right after they kidnap his girl uh, it's just it's 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 crazy and then look at something like your favorite film where it's uh um leaving las vegas right where he has this kind of drudgeny he's kind of just um He's actually probably the most calm he's been in that film, now that I think about it. Yeah. Well, because he's drunk. It's, like, besides uh, some of his, like, kind of, like, like emotional bursts that he has, mm-hmm. like, you know, throughout the movie, for the most part, he's kind of just, like, a drunk, docile, 
I mean, I almost like feel his pain type of thing. I mean, I don't know. It's really, by the way, real quick, I was playing that guitar earlier. Is that new? Ish. Newish for me. Um, yeah, can I ask how much that costs? It's, it's, I've been wanting to get one very similar to this. Mm, it's a, it's a, it for everybody at home, it's a night, not a long cutaway. That's what I've been wanting to. The price tag, no, just the, the thingy, but not the actual thing. Uh, I want to say it was like maybe 300 That's not too bad. I'm looking at something like that. I forgot where I got it. I don't know if it was Sam Ash or Guitar Center. It was one of those. I, I'm pretty sure it was Guitar Center. But yeah. Uh, which one call it? Yeah, so you look at something like that performances. Like, what's a ridiculous film where he goes kind of all out? Um, what besides like the, I don't know, Ghost Rider, uh, Wicker Man. Wicker Man's a good example, right? It's always like an easy go to. It is, and uh, it's very interesting because the um, the original one's known as one of those great all time like classic folk horror films you know hmm. and the modern one just became this kind of like well, now you just want to see it for a top 10 crazy moments of Nicolas Cage does that kind going of bad shit crazy but he's doing something he's it's never like uh, can I can you think of a dull performance if anything like I don't know some of the action ones are kind of dull like Con Air and even then even mm. even his kind of mo- he's mostly dull for most of that performance it's still kind of fun because the accent is just fun to listen to when you try that Alabama thing oh that's right Con Air yeah, he, he pulled it off. Like, okay, because he was like, kind of like a southern type. Yeah, southern type guy. He did something like that for uh, at least some action for Raising Arizona. Did the Coen Brothers film? Oh yeah, yeah. He's really great in that one as well. That's a good movie. Movie. That was eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Oh really? I thought it was like ninety-one. Oh, was it? But you oh, might be right. I don't know. I'm not sure. God. Just trying to like, I just remember the mustache. I'm trying to like, think back at the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if him and Jason Schwartzman have ever done a film together. Who, Nicholas Cage? Yeah. Oh, because they're related? Yeah. Probably like not. I'm trying, to see, I'm trying to see if uh, any of the brothers, they ever do movies just because they're related. Like, uh, Todd Shire was, played his mom. I think she's his aunt or something, but played, oh, okay. played his mom in um, I Love Huckabees. Todd Shire mm. played Jason Schwartzman's mom. For, I'm sorry I didn't say that, but yeah. That's and, a good one, too. Yeah, like I want, like even like Sofia or Roman Coppola, they never do because I don't think uh, Francis Ford. Oops, hold on a second. That's my alarm for checking. Let me check in the airport. Pop it. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, like. Is there another actor that's similar to him? Do you think? Hmm. Like just kind of out there. That does I mean, like that like good movies and bad movies, and you don't know whether he's a good actor or a bad actor type of thing. Huh. Yeah, that's a good one. Um. I guess, would Keanu Reeves be considered at that point? Keanu Reeves. I guess so, yeah. He has his own, like, style of acting. I know some people don't take to it, but... Right, that's what I mean. Some people think he's good, some people think he's bad, and some people don't know where he is. I guess it depends. Yeah, I think Keanu Reeves falls in that same boat. Yeah, I could see that. that. Maybe not as extreme as his performances as Nicolas Cage, but he's definitely in that bad movies, good movies, don't know if he's a good actor or a bad actor, you know? Right, right. I'm not sure. Do you think anybody else... That does Damn. that kind of kind of thing. Um, Dan Kenners is a good one. It's pretty unique. Um, Any female actors, actresses? I'm actually trying to like. Um, I mean, well, no. Nah. I say like, um, what's her name? Sarah Silverman, but I don't know. I'm not a fan. 
the comedy, <clears throat> no. The acting, I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't think she's done that much. That there was this one called that. Um, I just want someone to eat cheese with. I seen that one. Yeah, like that. That's probably like the only one I've liked from her. Uh, Jeff Garland's in that. Jeff He's really good. Really good in that. I think I think Jeff Garland has some really good in, in, independent films. He did. This, I've seen a few of his. And, he's actually in uh, RoboCop three. There's a few people in RoboCop three that he's like the cook in it in like this, you know, fucking dungy ass diner. But there's a few people in there that you like. Oh shit! I don't know. Like Steven Root's in that. Oh, uh, is he? A young Steven Root. Yeah. Uh, CC Pounder, the black girl from like, she plays Don Onsa's character. She's in that. Hmm. God damn it, Dutch! You know she she sounds like that. Yeah, yeah no nonsense. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So, anyways, what's uh what's the plans for tonight? If if there are any plans. Uh yeah, uh, downtown lobby sounds pretty cool. You want to do that? Where do you want to go over there? Fucking or Second Street. There was this Irish bar I used to go to on Second Street. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um. What was it? Shannon's. Wait, was Shannon's? No, Shannon's is uh, not the one I was thinking of. It's a dive one. Shannon's is pretty popular, pretty big. This one's a dive one that uh, they take cash only one of those places, which um, I don't like because I'm a card man. Yeah, same. Yeah, you too. Get digital, bro. <laughs> uh, no, not Legend. Gallagher's? Was Gall- no, no, that was in Second Street. Gallagher's LA, ain't it? Uh, I think they have one in LA. They have one over like on Broadway or Fourth mm. Street, one of those by downtown. Yeah, I guess it, that's interesting. Uh, Long Beach has a uh, for any locals, but you have the downtown area, the Partigan, you know, which is basically like Ocean Avenue and Pine Square, pretty much, right? Or not Pine Square, Pine. 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 Yeah, yeah. You essentially have those. Then you have Second Street, which is more of your like college type. Yeah, thing. yeah, definitely. Yeah, more of the college crew, but that's a little bit more like even more hipsterish, I guess. But, like, downtown Long Beach is legit, and then pretty hipster, and then you get, like, oh, no, where are the, hi- where are the hipsters that know what's up go to? Oh, that's Second Street, you know, they party down there. And yeah, then you even have, you even have Artesia, where it's, like, the hoodish area more, more or less. So you have, like, all the bars are on Artesia kind of thing, starting from Atlantic. Uh, you have that one Barbie's bar, which oh, is, like, yeah. a bicep bar. Yeah. And then, have you been there before? Yeah, we you took me once. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty funny. Like the scene just really feels like it's not yours. Like it's you know, just what are we doing here? Like I guess right. we're just grabbing beers, uh planes and pool, whatever. And then you do that all the way down to obviously the second bottoms up because you got well oh, Cloud right. Nine is closed now, but they was Cloud Nine, Bottoms Up. Remember we went to T Birds a few times? Yeah, man, that place was So I found out that T Birds is actually uh Oh, I don't even know. Well, whatever. I won't say it. whatever. It's not no fucking. Car. It's a it's a front, so that's why there's never any business in there. But it's still been open since like twenty thirty years or whatever. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. So you can go in and order drinks, but there's not any real people working. Like the bartender's not. Is he can? He's not gonna make you any drinks. He's gonna give you a beer from the fridge type of thing. Oh. I so see. it's one of those things. Like it's uh you know whatever they're putting their name on it to pay to cycle through the bills or whatever. Tax purposes. Legit. T-Birds has been open since like. Bottoms up with sidewinders and shit. Oh man! And it's never any business in there. And it's yeah, it looked pretty dark. Like always, always like, like a movie bar where yeah. it's like you just—it's like it felt like we're in the movie Desperado. You know, okay, like that yeah. kind of thing. That's yeah, and it's actually that bar in Desperado was that kind of place, right? <laughs> that makes sense. But yeah, it's like a complete front for like you know whatever they're doing there to to do their business, and that's why you like I said you go in there they're gonna serve you whatever from the fridge, but it's not an actual bar to. Not like in the way For we a know. Night out yeah, or yeah. So it's kind of funny. 
Damn, that's interesting. Teabirds. I guess that makes sense, looking back. It's like, okay. Didn't feel like a... It felt like something else. Oh, and Pistons. I guess I shouldn't be uh, homophobic when we got Pistons, but that's on our teacher, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so I guess that if you wanted to do the bar hopping thing, you technically could do it on our teacher Boulevard, but it's a lot more... Din- like, it's all dive bars. It's a collection of dive bars. And it's not the dive bars where you're going to go party, you're going to be an asshole. You're literally going to get shot. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh, I know, right? Fine. Speak of the... Speaking of the bottom of the... Yeah, so, you know, if you heard us talk about the restaurant, that's a kind of our bar, that's our local cheers type of thing, I always say. Yeah. I love the place, uh, you know, uh, we're pretty much friends with the bartenders, we party with them, we go to Vegas with some of them sometimes. Oh, yeah, you know? they came out for my birthday. For yeah. Uh, Jocelyn. Yeah, Jocelyn. Joss, Jocelyn. Uh, and, then, you know, we, you know what I'm saying, we're friends with them, we're, we're good, it's our spot. Um, and there was a shooting there a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it was, like, all over the news, all this thing, guy got killed or whatever. Well, one of the guys that got killed was uh, a bartender we knew, Cindy, Cindy, uh, Cindy's uh, brother. He, he passed away. And it was weird, like, because I wasn't home. I was in New Orleans. But mm-hmm. I kept, like, 100 people sent me the message. Look, dude, she, you know, everybody knows Damn. we know it. And I'm sure you got the same thing, right? People were getting, or not yet. Not um, yet. Well, people were, I'm sure you, you got the, you know, inboxes. Oh, you know, from the new clips, news clips or something. Kind of like for, like, Long Beach people. Everybody right. Everybody was posting it, you know. Right, right, right. So, I, I mean, I was getting in the DMs, like, Steve, Steve, like, you know, check this out, that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, my God, this is Kennedy's really happening. And, of course, you know, I hit up one of the homegirls that still works there and is working there. And she tells me the whole scoop of what happened and all this. And I was just like, God damn, like. We literally were just, I was literally just there like uh, two days before I flew out here, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of shit. Um, and I don't know, man, this guy that nobody knew wasn't a regular, came through, was drinking for a few hours. They said four hours. Oh, into, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and then he uh, got into it with somebody, busted out his gun, and just started shooting. Yeah. It can happen anywhere. Sure. Earlier this week, though, earlier today, I'm sorry, uh, one of the uh, neighbors that I have came around with a petition to... Uh, uh, oh, we want to revoke bottoms up license because of the shooting. We don't want them around here anymore. I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of nah. It's cool. I don't want to sign anything. I'm kind of friends with some of them over there. Like, oh, really? Yeah, but your kids here, you know, your kids. Are like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're not right. old enough to drink yet. Yeah, yeah they're, they'll be all right. We're good. You know, <laughs> it's just like, what do you want from me? And I don't know. It's weird to me. Like, you expect people to respond to you a certain way, or you they res- expect you to respond a certain way because of the, uh, I guess, because they're conditioned to respond that way. Right, and then they're when you just don't give a fuck, they're they look at you in horror. Okay, yeah, you know what I mean. It's out of their comfort zone. It's just like uh, with anything, uh, like this just, that happens to me all the time with the Trump thing, right? Or not all the time, but like that's an example where like, oh, can you believe he said this? He's like, I really don't give a fuck with the yeah. idiots. I, I I don't care. Like you don't care. Is there kind of like. <laughs> Yes, it's gonna be our country tomorrow with whoever. You know, it's not it, it, to me. It doesn't the shooting? Yes, it happened. You know, that's something like the shooting. You know, what's happening in our neighborhood? It's like, are you new to this neighborhood, man? Know, like, where do uh, you know? I grew up with the same shit. You know, it's not. What are you talking about? You know, it's not a big deal. The world keeps going. You know, there's. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the, I, the, I really really feel the petitions. I don't know the way I feel about a petition's not gonna do anything. I don't want to say. How, how do I say it? Like, your protest ain't gonna do shit, but just make you look like an asshole. You know what i fair to say? No, 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 I get you. But, I guess I like used... in that, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, yeah. No, I, like, just, I guess maybe when you have that mentality where it's like, yes, I'm making a difference, you're kind of really just doing that. It's a little yourself. kid mentality. To me, I feel like it's a little kid mentality. It's a high school mentality, a middle school mentality where you're like, 
uh, look, dude, I was with you, man. I used to love Rage Against the Machine. I used to be all up into it, but and, and then you kind of grow up and realize the world isn't black and white, and none of this really matters. That's the way I really kind of feel about that shit. So it's just like uh, when you try to shame me for caring about the community, you're going, I, I, I don't give a fuck. It doesn't. This right. And you, uh, I wait. Sometimes I feel like I wish you would wake up and realize that it doesn't. Get, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody should give a fuck because it doesn't give a fuck about you. It doesn't matter. Oh, nothing. It's it just. Really turned, you know, lately more into this whole nihilist kind of point of view. At least for those situations where I think I used to care about stuff. I used to be so passionate about certain things and I used to care about certain things and then I just realized how, what, how ridiculous it just seems. Yeah. Certain, like, I really do feel with a lot of things, it's very it's very rare, rare to me that something should warrant passion. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's very rare to me that there's something as important that you need to be passionate about. In the long, in the bigger scheme of things. Oh, I see. And I mean, obviously, I'm bitter and I'm <laughs> I'm cynical, so it, it's just a certain like mentality. I kind of, but it's not like I didn't. I jump from point A to point B to get here. This is point Z, or, or no, that's arrogant. Or this is point Y, whatever. You know, it's not. There's a lot of. I've I've been the steps where the people are where I used to care about this. I used to have this certain passion for certain things. They, they used to piss me off in these kind of aspects. I've been well, basically I've been where they're. I've been where you're at. And guess what? It's it's just it's a continuing. It's kind of like uh, Sisyphus, you know, rolling the rock. It's just you know you got to get over that. You got to grow up out of that. You know, you got to realize that none of this matters and stop wasting your time on things that you think matters. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty much all done in vain because nothing you do is really gonna make any impact. Unless it just upset you more. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you want to make a difference? Go grab a gun. Go grab a gun and make a difference. That's the only way you're gonna do. It. Violence mm-hmm. is pretty probably. Like, man, it's ironic that. I think really violence is the only way to make a, an absolute change in certain ways, or an immediate change at least. Catalyst. Yeah, I mm. don't know. What are your thoughts? Like gun violence, or just violence in general? I mean, no, no, no. I mean specifically gun violence. You want to make a difference in the world. That's the only way things get done. Hmm. Uh, at least immediately. The other way is a little weird, long and drudged out and. Unless it financially benefits anybody else that they wanted to change, things aren't going to change, right? Right. You know, that's basically the thing you have to realize. How does this benefit, uh, like, this thing you want changed, how does it benefit the person who has the power to change it? If it doesn't benefit, it won't change, you know? Exactly. no one's Yeah, yeah. so you, you the only way to get through or make a difference with somebody is if you hurt them in their wallet. So whatever legislator, whatever thing you're trying to make get to make be different than what you feel is injustice now... If it, is it going to cost them votes or get them votes? And if they're going to only do with whatever has the mass, you know, popularity for something. Right. Well, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And that's kind of the sad way to look at things, right? That's kind of like, fuck, is that what this is about? Just money? Like, well, it's it's like yeah. <clears throat> Either you get with the program or get out. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Well, welcome to the night. Get welcome to the bigger. cynical. Yeah. Like with the, like, uh, veganism, you know, it's like super trendy right now. Yeah. It's super trendy. <clears throat> and, um, I was like, you know, I would like come across posts about like how like the dairy industry is losing, I don't know how much money because, you know, nobody drinks milk anymore. And, mm. and then I thought about like, you know, like Carl's Jr. has the Impossible Burger yep. now. Yeah, promoting the shit out of that. And like, I was just thinking about it, I don't know, it's just kind of like what I was thinking. Like, I don't think it's because, you know, they're trying to hop on the bandwagon. They're just trying to make up for all the money that they're losing from people not eating Absolutely. burgers, you know? Absolutely. So it's like, I get it. Yeah. They're not doing it for the cause, but it's just... It's whatever makes the money. If it's popular, makes money. This is why I feel like 
nobody's like the whole Hollywood being racist thing, or even the politics being racist. No one's racist unless they're actually green, you know, in that little sense of the color thing. Mm. You know, if if you want to sell to like why do, you know the because it came up with why oh why are there white people in majority in starring roles right no minorities no blacks or mexicans as starring it's very rare to have that as a starring role in your movie that's going to come out and make a ten, top 10 million right mm. or no, i'm sorry top 10 uh in the movie industry try to name one that's non uh white oriented right like uh, people of color right right it's very very rare when one breaks the mold, right, and you get that in like a like a cocoa or something, right? But mostly, uh, your films and uh, with the rare exception. That's why it's kind of cool when you see like the exceptions. Like, I you know I know the movies suck, but the Fast and Furious franchise mm. legitimately don't have that many white main characters. It's full yeah, it's of diversity, integrated, right, right, right. And their success kind of speaks to the their worldwide success, not just say their mm. domestic boxers, but their worldwide success kind of speaks to that volume. Like, this is what happens when you put a uh, variety of casts in certain films, but majority of the you don't have that. But it's not that it's not that it's Hollywood only casting white people. Uh, it's that the peop- that the, the majority of America won't go see a movie with a minority in the lead. Hmm. You know, because they were, it brought, I'm bringing it up because recently they were, uh, that Tyrese made a movie, what about that? Dirty Cop, the girl that's a cop. Uh, forgot it, it just came out last weekend, but it bombed. Oh, I see. But it bombed completely, and you know, like, oh, that's fucked up that they're putting. It's because it's a mainly black cast, and like, well, people, most of America won't see that, so it kind of forces the producers or the people that put money behind this. Well, we're not going to make these kind of films or spend that much money in advertising these kind of films, and it becomes a double ending, so a double or a vicious cycle type thing. Well, mm-hmm. if you don't put movie into, if you don't put money into promoting these movies, no one's going to hear about it, no one's going to watch it. As a poet, but there, there, it's too much of a risk to put so much movie into the advertisement, so people get the word out and nobody goes watches it anyway. You know, it's yeah. it's so you can't. I mean, you can't blame them. They're not being racist. They're being greedy, and that's <laughs> what the whole makes the world go around type of thing. You know, I don't know. Well, because like really bad movies can even like you know damage like careers. You know, yeah, some people don't come back from that so there's that too they're saying that about elizabeth banks uh career this with this weekend because she pretty much wrote directed and co-starring in charlie's angels films and the new charlie's angels reboot she did that yeah yeah oh shit wrote directed and produced and and co-starred in it so it's pretty much all her uh and so if it fails it's kind of on her uh you know i mean she there's no way if ands or what about it and it's a career ending thing and what i'm hearing from critics is that it's actually not that bad like at Everybody says whoever did the advertising for this blows because the trailer is not lead you to expect what the movie actually is. Oh, it's really? It's actually pretty fun and it's closer to like a pitch perfect one than than it is to this like girls kicking ass type of thing that they show in the trailer where it's kind of like, oh, you know, roll your eyes type of thing. Because it looks pretty bad. Trailers look like, it looks shitty as fuck. Because oh, even the Charlie's Angels ones from the, the remakes of the TV show from the 90s, you know, with... Cameron Diaz and oh, Barrymore. Even those, they're they're not good films, but they're fun. They're enjoyable. Yeah, they're enjoyable. They're enjoyable. You know, and they're, they're watchable. And this one does not seem watchable, but it's in that same. But supposedly, from, from the critics saying, it's in that same vein as the other one. Oh. So the people oh. that have watched it are saying, like, God damn, you're everyone's saying the same thing. You won't believe me, but the movie's actually pretty good. You won't. Oh no. no yeah, everyone's saying the same thing. No, no one's gonna believe this. Trust me. But the movie actually isn't that, isn't that bad as it looks. You know that kind of thing. So. Oh. And uh, you know, yeah, I like Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, you know, fair to her. Yeah, she ain't bad at all. She gets a lot of shit. I got in a whole online argument over, <laughs> over uh, Edward Furlong. I'm not Edward Furlong. Edward, um, and Edward, fuck, 
at Team Edward. That's what I'm thinking. Over Rob Pattinson's casting as Batman, right? Oh, because yeah. uh, you know, uh, me being the prominent Batman fan that I am, everyone's asking like, "Oh, what are your thoughts on this bullshit?" Everyone's, you know, I was like, I actually think it's pretty good casting. You know, I I am actually behind this Robert Pattinson. Uh, he's extremely good act. This is this is when he first got announced, right? Oh yeah. So yeah. this is like what, three months, four months ago, and and people are like, "Oh, this is bullshit! Can you believe this fucking uh, vampire, uh, gay vampire, gonna play Batman?" And she's like, "Like, bro, he, he made those movies like ten years ago. There's, you know, like give him kind of some slack. He's actually extremely good actor. I've seen I've seen him in the weird shit he was he's done before, and he's like, he's actually really good. You just got to get past the whole Twilight thing, you know, oh, if you okay. can." But he's, you know, he's a good actor. He's good height for Batman. He's just got to put on a little bit of muscle. That was just, you know, it's easy. And when you, you know, you got fucking people making your foods and training you a hundred, you know, it's act. It's Hollywood, dude. You're thinking he's not gonna be able to look the part. He's a, he's got a good height for. It. He's got a good look. I, you know, I think I thought he, whatever. I was defending him like crazy, like how. And I remember getting the shit. How can you do that? This fool. And I was like, what? What are you judging him on? The Twilight movies? Is that the only thing you've seen with this guy in or Harry Potter? Like, dude, look at his whole film uh, filmography. And then, sure enough, you know, we were going to get make some time to watch it, but, like, uh, a couple weeks ago, Lighthouse came out, and this oh, is yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Like, this guy's such a good actor. Give him a chance to live out the roles he did when he was a fucking kid, you know? Uh, give him a chance to prove himself as an actor. Are we going to judge everybody by the bullshit they did to make some money, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would be in the Twilight films if I made some fucking million dollars <laughs> a role. Yeah, I don't give a fuck, you know what I mean? Was, I don't know. I hate Sweet. when people just don't let actors live down their roles you know what i'm saying yeah yeah like give them a chance to do the thing especially superhero castings because people are so passionate about superhero casters i'm in the vein where give them a chance you know i defended ben affleck same thing you know, just, just give them a chance let them do their thing man i don't think no one's purposely trying to bomb something no right. one's no one's doing that man people are trying to be respectful they understand that these franchises or these these characters properties have a passionate pan passion uh passionate fan base and they want to be respectful to the character. No one's going to go in there like... It's very rare when you get like a Holly Berry with Catwoman thing where she's going to just oh. just fucking do what she does and ruin the whole thing. You know what I mean? I don't know. Sharon Stone. But... She didn't... Like, I don't know. She wasn't really like too much of a standout character in there anyway. I'm just saying, there's not... Uh, it, 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 no one's going to go in there and just phone it in as for a comic book character. And especially not someone like Batman. Give, give the guy a chance... Before the internet is the internet, so they're gonna internet, right? Right. But it just, I just you know, I'm saying like Rob Pattinson doesn't deserve the criticism he he got. Ben Affleck might have deserved that because he's done character comic book characters movies before, <laughs> and he's done shitty movies before. But he's done some really good ones too, and that's what I was trying to defend him and look at you know just hold on, let's see what he brought. And he ended up being, with the exception of the killing, that's more Zack Snyder's fault. But he ended up being the best Batman we've seen on the screen. It's probably the closest to how the Batman video games play out mm. as far as his action scenes go in him. So I, I you know, uh, you know, acting wise, obviously Christian Bale has it, but just, just fun to watch on screen. Ben Affleck was great. He's a fucking, he was a great Batman. I like, you know? yeah, I yeah. So and like I said, all the backlash she got when he first got announced, you know, it's fine. Oh, funny. Rob Pattinson would be awesome. You know, you saw that video with him training Machado, one of the Machado brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. Who was who second to the name Gracie? They're synonymous with jujitsu, but the Machado brothers. Yeah, I seen that a, a few months ago, and I was like, oh, good thing it's getting traction. But yeah, I mean, I just give him a chance, and he'll be he'll be fine. But it's like I said, the the quote unquote passionate fan base never let you let it out, you know. Well, might turn some heads when it comes out, and he actually does really good. Maybe that's what people need to see. Yeah, they should wait. To, <laughs> they should know, wait to make before they make their judgment. You know, get the taste of Twilight out of their mouths. 
And those are unfairly criticized too, because they're still pretty, in my opinion, like as bad as those act, as bad as the dialogue is, as bad as the acting is. For some reason, it's still kind of fun to me. It's almost in the Batman and Robin movie type of thing where they're so bad it's good. It's it's oh, okay. almost ridiculously fun to watch, and I mean ridiculously. Hmm. You haven't given them a chance yet, or have you seen any of them? Uh, I've seen some of them. I haven't seen all of them, but it was just like, oh, okay. Like, I've seen like really bad stuff before, but this wasn't that bad. But yeah, it's not my, not my cup of tea. Yeah, you know where I'd be like watching every one, like you know, fucking, like when every time like a, like a movie came out, people were like lined up for like out like days or something. Well, that's but that teen girl mentality, right? Yeah, but still. Yeah. No, that be that. Uh, white teenage girls is who who buys the most stuff in America. That's funny. Yeah, that's who everybody markets to. This is why the boy band made so much money. But legitimately, the market for who buy, who expect who spends the most on any kind of properties is white teenage girls. Yeah, hmm. that's a true thing. Is that racist? I don't know. I, don't know, I mean, that's like an observation. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's just statistics. Yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Twilight wasn't marketed for you. You're not a white teenage girl. That's true. <laughs> If they had, it wouldn't be called Twilight, it'd be called Sunset or something. Oh, you like those films? The what? The Sunset Trilogy. Oh, um, Or Before Trilogy. Before Sunset, After Sunset. Um, was it Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy? Mm-hmm. I like the concept of it. I mean, I've, I don't even think I saw all of them. But I want to see the first one. But they're on Hulu. I want to see them. Are they? Mm-hmm. All, all three of them? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I read this thing that Ethan Hawke uh, quoted. He said, the first movie's about, um, fuck, how did he describe it? It's things as you, I want to say it's things as you wish they were. The second one's like things as you wish they could be, and then the third one's things as they are. Isn't the first two kind of saying the same thing though? Wish they were and wish they could be. Did he say that? Oh, I, I forgot. Like, like I forgot what the quote was. It's like, but I remember the third one's like things as they are. Things. Dude, it was something along the lines. I'd have to find it again. Maybe things as they could be, things as they you wish they could be, and then could things be. as they are. Yeah, see if you can find it. I always thought um, I always thought Ethan Hawke's career should be bigger than it is I legit thought think he's uh, underrated found it? yes go ahead Um, the first film is about what could be the second is about what should have been and Before Midnight is about what it is nice I remember I came across that I screenshotted it because hey man that's pretty fucking cool yeah Tom's seen all of them He, he really likes it but I've only seen the first one. But he's, I don't know. Sometimes he's a snob about his movies. <laughs> I think that's what happens after, like, you start, like, um, I guess, like, for him, he's, like, accumulating all this, like, different stuff, you know? Yeah, like, I left this morning for uh, a very busy day, but I, I left this morning to go do some stuff, and he was watching Roma, the mm. Spanish movie. And I thought it was funny, like, sometimes I feel like he watches these movies peak to, as a check mark. Oh, I see. Yeah, and then sometimes I feel like, damn, he's really into this, into this. Like, that's fucking cool, man. Like, uh, but either way, I like that. That's the check mark that he has. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, um, like bug, not bucket list, but like, because he has goals that he wants to do so and so. Like every movie, he pretty pretty much wants to watch like a hundred movies from two thousand eighteen before two thousand nineteen is done. 
nice. that kind of thing. So he's been going through them, and so I I do I definitely I can see when he's forcing himself to finish it, and then Just I like can, yeah, and then I can see when he genuinely enjoys something, and uh, it's but either way it's it, it's his the perspective that he brings that he has is funny. Uh, and it's interesting because he's becoming a lot more like articulate in how he expresses the like. If you see his posts or whatever on yeah, his films, really cool. they're very very. Fun. I really like that. It's very curious to me. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I was getting into it with Gwen about um, what were we talking about? Oh, like I had a playlist going on on the way to the thing. The thing was in like city industry, so we had a little bit of a drive. And a country song came on, and she likes, and she's like, "Oh, who is it?" it was a Dwight Yoakam song, you mm. know, "Fast as You." And then she's like, "Who, who is this dad?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's Dwight Yoakam." I'm like, how do you spell that? And like, I'm like, "Why you're you're texting someone?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm texting my friend. He says country music sucks, and I'm texting him this song because it's awesome." And I was like, that kind of thing. <laughs> "So it was funny to me, like, yeah, yeah, yeah." It was funny to me. It was enjoy. I don't know. I just enjoyed the hell out of like um, her perspective on music has become very broad. Obviously, between me and me and her mom, I'm like, well, maybe not so much Jackie. She kind of looks, but I just like how, like, because I gave her like my old phones, and that's what she kind of take over. But the playlist were left on there, right? Oh, so I see. that's how kind of her thing kind of started to expand for different types of of music that she got into, at least as far as bands go. So it was really curious to me how um, we. We were legit, uh, like I said, the playlist came on, and she was like legit singing like Mariah Carey, that obsessed song from that's about Eminem. I don't know, oh, why are you so obsessed with me? I was like, man, you like the song, and then right after a completely different ICP sing song came that's on, funny. and then she's like, I was, I was like, man, that's cool. It's it's good to be to start early on in your expansion of uh, oh, okay. your music. Get them all they're young. Yeah, because you, I mean, you can always get into different kinds of music as you're older, but. When you have that curious mind when you're younger, it, it ends up being that whole rabbit hole. Well, yeah. like this kind of music, so it kind of leads you to all a bunch of other kind of music when you get into expanding it. You know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, cool. it makes sense. Yeah, 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 without being as judgmental as you, because the more older you become, the more parameters you put on what you allow yourself to listen to and what you think, because obviously, you know, everybody thinks they have the best taste and whatever. The, that means everything you didn't get into right away, it, you kind of have your arms crossed about it. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So, it's good to be as open as you can, as young as you are, so when you're older, you're more accepting or around to newer things. Including, my, I think I, that, that falls for myself as well. That's why I'm not so keen on to um, dismissing newer music as much as quickly as a lot of people are. Because, you know, you have that, uh, that whole older mentality where everyone wants to say, like, oh, yeah, newer music sucks. It was way better in my day type of thing. Oh, it's it's very easy to fall into that thing, right? I think that's more like a nostalgia thing, too. Part of that as well. Yeah. So it's harder to fight it when you're not as exposed to music early on as you are. It's easier to just go with that kind of mentality, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was listening to this new girl. Have you heard of Ash Nikio? Uh, no. Um, she has blue hair. Very young. Like, gotta be like 19 or something like that. Blue hair, pigtails usually. She has this new song called Stupid. So it's pretty funny, though. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not bad. The videos, I, I got turned on by the video because... It's like her and some other girl who she's featuring. So, uh, some other girl I've never heard of either. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, Ash Nico. A that's her name. Sorry. Ash Nico. Uh, but she's like uh, pretty much going through a list and killing off ex-boyfriends type of thing. That's so funny. the video's kind of interesting. But, and the movie's about why you're so stupid, boys. It's talking about her exes. and uh, But she's like a quote-unquote rapper. Uh, very interesting story, though. Like she grew up, she was born here but grew up like in in 
Lithuania or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And was forced to learn that language because she only spoke English, but they don't cater to that kind of, you know, to, so she had to go to school in Lithuania learning whatever the language is or Eastern European language. And then they didn't allow her, um, like, I guess females in Lithuania aren't allowed to be pop stars or something like that. What the hell? Yeah, something like that. And so she ended up, uh, at the age of 18, getting all the money she saved up and moving to England on her own. And just started doing a little... She has a very interesting story. Huh. Uh, and like I said, she's still relatively young. I think she's only like 20 or something like that. 20, 21. Uh, but yeah, I ended up going to England to... So, and like I said, she still has the American accent because she grew up like in Maine or something like that. Oh, I see. <laughs> so, ended up... But anyway, I went through a little rabbit hole. Like, and what I that met, I gave her a chance on four songs. She's not bad. She's pretty cool, entertaining. What I ended up liking more were her interviews because she's very like... Um, crass and so she's hmm. it's, so it's funny to see like a young girl being crass in that kind of eric andre-ish way oh okay. yeah i'll send you some stuff if you want to check her oh, out for sure. but it, it's cool. just that's it's something new and i'm I, that's something i'm kind of getting into gwen not even like doesn't even fuck with that kind of crap like nah it's just, you know so that's kind of thing but like i said the more open you allow yourself to be when you're younger the more you'll kind of be okay with uh inter- allowing stuff to get introduced when you're older without being so dismissive of things so it's good for I, I like the fact that Gwen's extremely open to uh, a variety of things now yeah right? yeah. Yeah. yeah what else we got man what else we got on the docket um oh, I saw the Michael Jackson documentary the one with the two kids that grew up one yeah how was that like ugh. what are your thoughts or what was your immediate Guilty like, or not guilty? <clears throat> well, actually, like, found, like, this this uh, YouTube guy. Uh-huh. And he's, like, kind of, like, just saying, like, that like that whole thing's bullshit. And he's just, like, coming out with, like, a lot of stuff. Like, like the he, counter? Yeah, yeah. He's very charismatic. Like, oh, shit. Like, even in the comments, like, dude, you should be a politician, man. Uh-huh, really? So I want to make it through that, but it's, like, damn. But, yeah, like, from what I listened to so far, like, they just did that because, like, it's all money. Like, people were trying to, like, um, extort him. Okay. So, they just made all that up to, you know, smear his name. Really? But, I mean, when you're watching, like, the thing, <clears throat> you know, like, you know, like, in their interviews, you know, they're going into, like, you know, details about, like, the stuff that happened. It's like, oh. There's, like, some, you know, like, a cringe aspect to it. Here's what I always thought about this, and I've probably developed more of an opinion on it as I got older or more in recent years, but... I thought there's obviously something mentally wrong with him. I think there's innocence in it. I don't think it's okay for a grown man, obviously, to be sleeping or having sleepovers with kids. But I think the fucked up part about it is that he doesn't think there's anything wrong with it. Right. So that's where the innocence to him comes in. Like He's probably like, what are you talking about? Like, There's nothing sexual about it, but there's right. definitely something demented where he doesn't he doesn't understand why that's wrong. Because to him, he's arrest development type of thing. Yeah, that's what it seems like. That's, that's what I got <clears throat> from it. So the, I don't know if, yeah, like, you know, throwing him under the bus type thing where he did this shit with little kids or anything. I don't even think he got a boner, you know what I'm saying? Like that. I know. Yeah, I, I, I'm more in that camp where, like, it's not cool, him even having to sleep over his little kids, but I definitely don't think there was anything sexual going on. Right. You know? And, and if there's there's too much of an innocence factor where... Where, like I said, he just seems like in his head, a little kid. He seems like a little kid type of thing. Right. With certain things, obviously. You know. Uh, I get you. I get you. 
But I don't know. Like I said, I don't. You know, nobody. I guess will ever know the real truth. I mean, like Macaulay Culkin and I, like other people have said, like nothing ever happened. Yeah, like, he never did anything. Like yeah, that. and you know they were like all like. Yeah, they're best fr- best buds. Yeah, like as, in the early nineties. Yeah, wasn't he the beginning of that music video, Black and White? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that being a uh, um like an event, right? They had a premiere for like the making of the video. And then, yeah, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, that. and at the end of the show, they'd show the actual video at the end. Yeah, right. It was like yeah. on, on Fox on Channel Eight or something. I mean, on uh, eight o'clock Probably, or yeah, like Channel Eleven or something. Yeah, yeah. no Fox, but on it was like at eight o'clock. Yeah, I do remember that. They did <clears> that a few times. They did that with the black and white video, and then the Remember the Time video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. did that with both of them, where like, oh, let check out. And I think the Remember the Time video was pretty expensive, so. They they were seeing like oh, oh I know it's I know Eddie nice. Murphy and Magic Johnson were in it for sure. Uh, are you? Can you get another beer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. And that was, I mean, I, I guess you really couldn't do anything like that nowadays. You know, with the internet being the internet, you do a version of that, but not. It's I not mean, how how big were you? Go oh no no, no, no how, go for it. How big an artist do you have to be for you to for you to premiere a music video the way he did, right? But I mean, it's like Michael Jackson. Right, like, that's what I'm saying. In the, in the documentary, like, like the, it was like one of the moms that was being interviewed because they, you know, interview like different people, wives, friends, and all that. Yeah. Stuff. Um, like she was saying something how. At least I think it was my mom. How, like, Michael Jackson, like, like there's nobody like alive today, no matter how popular you know celebrities or whatever, that's on that like super mega star level that Michael Jackson was. Yeah. You know, you know what Absolutely. I'm saying? So it's like, I was trying to think about it. Like, yeah, I know there's like lots of famous people out there, but like on that level, like, huh? They're like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I guess you have, um, man, you can probably count on one hand, the people who have been that famous music wise. Right. You can go through like probably the Beatles. Right. Oh, okay. Beatlemania was a thing. Elvis probably. Right. All right, yeah. And then Michael Jackson was out of the newer people. You really don't have anyone modern now, right? Not on that level. Yeah, so it would have to be like, go through the 50s, it'd be Elvis. Probably they had that mania type of yeah, thing I could see it, yeah. That was that big. And then like 70s would be Beatles. And then he probably had the 80s. And then after that, the superstar kind of thing went away. Uh, not went away, but it just never got that big again. Uh, did we have anybody for the 90s? Uh, that's what I'm trying to think. You know, besides him, that's like on that level. Like, I mean, how do you even like determine something like that? Like, Popularity, you know? Mm. It's like even famous people are popular. But, like, well, I guess it went away maybe because of the invention of the internet. That's, that's true, huh? You know, that came in in the mid-90s and he that was kind of the end of his era in Michael Jackson, right? So the end of his era ends... Literally, and then, uh, you know, the internet kind of starts becoming a thing, and you kind of get away from that kind of superstardom. I think it's, well, with the internet, you have accessibility to your superstars. Mm-hmm. Before that, there's like a, mis- that's why tabloids were a thing, right? That's true. You that's wanted true. to see whatever you could, information about them, because they're, the mystery was behind them, and as popular as they were, but you knew so little about them, you didn't have right. information available to you. So maybe that's why the, the superstardom dwindles down a bit now, because you have so much information on these people. So being like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That kind yeah. of thing. Oh yeah, I know that about him, or, or maybe you know too much where it's no longer as impressive. So that aura about them goes away because they're just regular people. They become regular people in your eyes, right? Gotcha. So it's common. possible. Yeah. No, it makes sense. No, that's a right. good point. Makes sense. 
Um, Who's someone for you that's a star, the showstopper? I'll be honest with you. You know, you know, I did a job with for him a few months before he died. Uh, I told you that Michael Jackson. I think. I oh, did. I, I mean, you might have mentioned it maybe, but like, I don't remember off the top of my head. So this was when I was doing the you know security, you know celebrity thing, security thing. He did an escort job for him, and uh, and he he was like, oh, what's up, cat? You know, he's very soft spoken, uh, very you know, delicate, dandy. Is that the best way to put it? How he was okay. dandy, very dainty, dainty, but not dainty. that's a little nice. I, I want to say more dandy. I don't know. Like, okay, he reminded okay. me of like. Royalty in the 1500s. Oh, okay, gotcha. Just gotcha. like that, but it very, very polite, man. I did not get a negative aura from him. You get people that, uh, you know, somebody. You get people that are just like, I get the asshole vibe from you. That's cool, man. I just do my, I'm just doing my job, you know, whatever. You get the asshole vibe. You get people who are fake, fake nice. I get that. I got that from a few people. Uh, I don't know if you want me to name drop, but yeah, I got the fake nice thing a few times. But from him, I got genuinely nice. Oh, okay. Man, I legit just got like this is a nice guy. He's appreciative. He doesn't treat us like shit, you know. Like there's some, you know, some people that uh, are cool with you that are like, oh, treat you like a normal person. Some people that treat you like the help, treat you oh, like I sir, see. you know, you're just there to protect them and that kind of bullshit. And they treat you like whatever. And there's some people that are genuinely appreciative of you, and, you know, whatever, and that kind of thing. He just felt very appreciative, very nice, very. Kind of genuine, you know. Oh, right. It's very interesting to me. But I would like. Oh, what I, the point I was bringing up was, uh, we grew up in a time where, like, we were just talking about, he's the biggest superstar of all time. Where he's like, you had your three famous mics: is Mike Tyson, Michael Jackson, and Michael Jordan. Those are oh, basically okay. your three biggest people ever in the early '90s. And you know, we're as being '90s kids, it it, it gave me a you know. Keep in mind, I'm doing this job for a while, and. I've met everybody you can meet up, but him I got a little like oh shit. There's, oh, a, right. there's a little bit of starstruckness here going on, and I was it was generally happy to see like that he was very polite, very cool, but mm-hmm. had generally smile about him and um, and um, I don't know man, it's just like that thing kept saying like I kept it kept going through my head like dude you're fucking you're walking with Michael Jackson right now dude like <laughs> shit I mean that's crazy fucking crazy MJ you know I don't know it was pretty cool though, oh, but like I said the aura he gave off. It was actually pretty nice, man. I didn't get any bad vibe from him or anything like that, you know? Mm. Not that I believe in... I do, in a certain sense. but not in a way, yeah. In the vibe thing. But not in a goofy fucking hippie bullshit way, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, in what, gemstones and auras and all that bullshit, whatever. Fuck you. It's, it's body language, bro. That's why I hate when people don't admit, like, look, it's just body language. You're, you're not... You don't... Like, when people say, oh, I can read energy or I can read vibes. It's like, funny. don't be a fucking... Okay, dude. Yeah, you're special. Nobody else can do that but you. It's just body language. You're just reading someone's body language, you know? I mean, we're wired to, like, interpret those things, even though, like, sometimes most of the time it goes over your head, but yeah. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Team America? Oh, of course. course. Okay, so there's this one of the girls who her special, the Asian girl, who her special power is empathy. Like, she can, like, oh, no, she can feel what person's (laughs) feeling. And then, like, this dude's, like, literally, like, a fucking angry, like, uh, you know, breaking shit. And he's, she's like, oh, I feel you're very angry right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what every fucking retard who, or no, I shouldn't say that word, but every fucking person dumb, every person who, who claims, I'm specifically talking about my friend, I don't want to throw him under the bus, but he always would tell me, I can read energy, man, I can read energy. And I'm like, fucking body language, bro, you're not special. That's anybody could do that. You're retarded if you can't do that, dude. But I hate when people say I can read vibes or I can read energy. Uh, yeah, like, like, it's nothing, dude. Stop pretending like you're 
the chosen one. Fuck out of here, dude. Anyone can do that. Fucking, re- I don't know. It well, always psychics do, man. That's where they make money. It always bugs me though when people just say that shit like they're special. Like none of us are special, dude. We're all here. Fucking Einstein's just fucking dumb about other bullshit. No one's special, man. That's true. I don't know. I hate when people don't want to admit that, like, we all just suck. We all suck, man. There's nothing... Uh, I always argue with this about Omar, who's, you know, was just on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, Always argue about him because he has this hard-on against white people. As if they, like, came in here and stole our lands as if nobody else would have done that. You know what I mean? Like, to me, there's this great scene from this movie called um, Sitting Bull. Well, the guy plays Sitting Bull. I forgot the movie's called. Mm. Where the guy, the guy from Free Willy, the Indian dude from Free Willy. Oh, okay. He plays Sitting Bull, and he's arguing with this colonel about um, to get your people, your people out of here. Are you know what I'm talking about? Uh, maybe. Yeah, but go for it. Uh, well, he um, in the scene, he's talking about like, uh, why are you acting like we're the enemy? Like we're the first ones to ever do. You did this to the to Kiwa, the the Kiowa, the no Kiowa. You did this to the Pawnee. You did this to all these other Indians. You took their land. You took their their game, and you because you, as you lusted for it, just like we did to you. We just are better at it than you. And you're now that's what you're really mad at the fact that we conquered you as you conquered other people. You didn't come from these lands because their uh, sitting bull was in the Blacklands, I think, which is like the South Dakota area. Oh, okay. But I guess the, originally their people came from Minnesota. And let's say that's what I'm saying. Like, you didn't come from these lands. You conquered these lands just as we are. But we're just better at it than you because, you know, whatever. And, and now you want to, you know, uh, cloak your mystery and, and spiritualism so you can have some kind of, you know, uh, you know, higher power to, to be to um, condemn you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's that kind of, man, you, you know what I'm talking about or no? It, it, are they outside? Like, yeah, you know, they're like sitting... Two... Yeah, exactly. They're, yeah, Wait, is it just them two, or do they have like their? It's them two talking, and they have their kind of. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm picturing it. I think I might have. Like, it, it sounds familiar. It was just a great point about like, because he says to and to pretend that you were peaceful before the white man came is the biggest fantasy of all. Because you, you know, cloaking, making fun of, not making fun, but making a point of don't disguise your shit in uh, spiritualism. And it was just a good point about like, yeah, man, look, man, like. We're all white, brown, black, yellow, red. We're all fucking pieces of shit. It's human nature. Human nature. Not white nature. Not black nature. Not brown nature. It's right. human nature to want to 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 lust after things that you don't have and to conquer other people that have conquer. them. I mean, it doesn't matter if we're black or white. That's a good way to say it. It's just like, I don't know. I remember seeing the scene from... Um, um, Terminator 2 do you remember what I'm talking about where he's um, it's fucking um, Edward Furlong and and you know Arnold Schwarzenegger the Terminator kind of looking at these kids playing with guns and they're going oh, bang, yeah. bang bang and they're, well, they're working in the car right so, yeah and then Edward Furlong tells Arnold Schwarzenegger we're not going to make it are we yeah, yeah remember that part yeah, and absolutely. he's like you were born to destroy yourselves and I always thought that was a very interesting point. I'm like, damn, he's like, there's some issue. There's some point to that, right? It's almost like, because um, it's genetically in us to want to, that survival of the fittest type of mentality is the same mentality that has you to conquer other thing. You want your people to last longer than anyone else's. So mm-hmm. you kind of, that's where you get kind of nationalism from. That's where that pride thing comes from. You know, it's, it's in you genetically, 
and then that's what kind of causes you to destroy each other. Your very need for survivalism causes you to destroy other people. You know what I mean? No, no, I get to you, destroy get each you. other. I mean, it's a double-edged sword or a vicious cycle type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it's human nature. Human nature. It's, it's, and it's it's a trip, you know, like because we have that that need to sur- to survive. Right, you know? right. And then at the same time, you know, we still like still pretty good at destroying ourselves. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, oh. and it's that same I actually now that brings another film where uh, the architect from Matrix uh, Reloaded oh yeah where he tells him he tells Keanu Reeves like that quintessential ultimate human weakness and your greatest strength is the same thing and it's hope and it's kind of mm. true right that blind hope that hope for something oh, okay. better kind of drives you and that's a strength for you but it's also a weakness and that realizing the truth that it's it might be pointless and ignorant, right? Right. It's very... I don't know. I found the thingy for the sable, so so they can articulate way better than I was doing. <laughs> Let me hear. Okay, so it's... On YouTube, it's Chief Sitting Bull versus Colonel Nelson Miles. Oh, okay. This is the familiar? Yeah. Only two minutes long. Oh. Sitting Bull requested this council. We await his words. Take your soldiers out of here. They scare the game away. Very well, sir. Tell me then, how far away should I take my men? You must take them out of our lands. What precisely are your lands? These are the lands where my people lived before you whites first came. I don't understand. We whites were not your first enemies. Why don't you demand back the land in Minnesota where the Chippewa and others forced you from years before? The Black Hills are sacred land given to my people by Wachantonka. How very convenient to cloak your claims in spiritualism. And what would you say to the Mormons and others who believe that their God has given to them Indian lands in the West? I would say they should listen to Wachantonka. No matter what your legends say, you didn't sprout from the plains like the spring grasses, and you didn't coalesce out of the ether. You came out of the Minnesota woodlands, armed to the teeth, and set upon your fellow man. You massacred the Kiowa, the Omaha, the Ponca, the Oto, and the Pawnee without mercy, and yet you claim the Black Hills as a private preserve bequeathed to you by the Great Spirit. And who gave us the guns and powder to kill our enemies? And who traded weapons to the Chippewa and others who drove us from our home? Chief Sitting Bull, the proposition that you were a peaceable people before the appearance of the white man is the most fanciful legend of all. You were killing each other for hundreds of moons before the first white stepped foot on this continent. You conquered those tribes, lusting for their game and their lands, just as we have now conquered you for no less noble a cause. This is your story of my people. This is the truth, not legend. It's a good point. I mean, I hate to be that guy, but it's a it's a good point. I mean, I'm not picking sides here. We're all fucking pieces of shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's right. like that's how I feel about the world being what it is. Maybe it does need one of these resets. You know what I mean? Uh, culling. Well, it's more in like the global warming type thing. You know what I mean? Where oh, half the population probably would be better off if half. You know, maybe Thanos is right. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, well, he was wrong actually. His his things didn't make sense because 
He killed all life, not all human life. He killed all life on the planet. Which which one? Thanos. No, no, I mean, uh, which which point? Because particularly, people are, think he killed all human life. He killed all all life on the planet, meaning grass, animals, etc. Oh, okay. So it's retard. And then when the the snap to bring him back was retarded too, because for five years the planet wasn't was sustaining on half the population, but not also half the population, half the resources. So now you bring him back double the resources. I mean, excuse me, double the human life with half the resources. So it's it you're almost mm. fucking it up even more. You sh- they should have just left it as is. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. But uh, like I said, Thanos was like, dude, if you're gonna take away half, take away half of human life, not necessarily half of, or or even half of human life and half of animal life, not necessarily half of the all life on Earth, because then you're just you have the exact same problem. He didn't. Um, I mean, as smart. I'm not sure it's the Marvel writers, but as smart as Thanos is supposed to be, he did not foresee that coming. That's why the the world five years from now is in desolation. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. Then no one's. That's half the half the people surviving on half the the resources, as as opposed to other people. The, I mean, whatever it is, you know, what I'm talking about like that. Yeah. Thing. I'm not sure why. I don't know. But this is one of these fan theories that comes out way after everybody's rewatched the movie over and over and over and. You kind of realize, like, oh, okay, you poke holes in something when you watch it a hundred times over, not oh, okay. necessarily the first three times around, you know, that kind You're of thing. Kind of enjoying it. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on it? How many people should uh, do you think is sustainable for the planet to live? Uh, I guess I'd have to look into like you know, I guess what our resources are, depending, I guess, where you live in the world. Even that's not, I mean, because everything gets like shipped everywhere. So even if something's like maybe lacking over here, they just. Do you feel everybody should be the, the whole vegan thing or veganism? Everybody should drive on it? Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Like, give it a try, but I don't think it's, like, a mandatory thing. No, I mean, or like, uh, planet-wise, resources-wise. Like, surviving-wise. Oh, I see. Mm, I haven't really looked too much into that, but... Because, like, a lot of deforestation, supposedly, you know, it's because, you know, they're trying to make more grazing land for, like, cows and cattle and mm-hmm. livestock. So that... So if you stop doing that, uh, I think it would have a pretty big impact globally, like over time anyway. Mm-hmm. So like as far as that goes, you know, climate change and just bettering the, the earth. Yeah, I don't think, I uh, one of my favorite quotes from my absolute favorite book, um, it was everything, everything in moderation, including moderation. And mm. I, I like that because like, I, you know, I've stopped drinking recently and by my version of stop drinking is only drink on uh, Fridays and Saturdays. Oh, okay, okay, so I've taken the weekdays off. You know, I feel a lot better for it. I feel I see I feel a difference. You know, I feel a difference big time between because I used to be you know one of those twelve packers a night type guys, nice. and then it came down to six pack a night, and then it came back to three tall boys a night, which is the same thing. <laughs> and then it became you know like I'm saying, it came bringing down gradually, and now I'm just like a weekend guy now, right? Oh, okay. But uh, I think you mentioned the same. You were kind of doing the same thing before. Uh, or no? Sort of. Or do you take... I know you take different breaks throughout the night. Like, I haven't done that in a while. Like, usually, every now and then when I feel like my tolerance is getting up there, mm-hmm. like, I'll cut myself off for, like, a month. Right. Right. Which makes sense. That's something to do, right? Well, I feel the same way it should be transferred. Because I don't, you know... Look, man, if you have a, a disease and you can't handle the alcohol like somebody else can, or like a normal person can, if you have a... I don't know if alcoholism is necessarily a genetic disease or not. Maybe it is, right? It's it is. In, uh, supposedly it is. Uh, right. Alcoholism. Is I know Indians specific or Native Americans specifically have that gene where they can't handle it as good as other people. 
Mm-hmm. Whatever. If you're kind of that in that mentality where, by all means, just cut yourself off or find something else for recreational purposes. But the alcohol specifically thing, uh, like I said, everything in moderation, including moderation. So I think it's cool to, or it's good to do it where you appreciate it, right? Because nothing's cool. I mean, nothing's good when you do it every day, right? Including oh, okay. sex, including whatever it is, including hugging your kids. No bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, you know, you don't want to overuse the word I love you so much. Because then it becomes meaningless, right? Something like that. When oh, you, I see. When you do something all the time, it loses its meaning. So it's good to take breaks from certain things or give yourself that that in between to, uh, you know, Shakespearean type of thing. Longing makes the heart grow fonder. Uh, you know, can it be more true with anything? It could be true with anything necessarily. I, I feel the same way it applies to that vegan diet. Like it's because I, you know, I go sometimes when I do the salad thing, I only do soups and salads for a uh, well, most of the week when I'm not drinking, actually. Oh, I I, actually, now that I think about it, most of my shitty diet relates to my shitty drinking habits. Oh, yeah, you know, 100%. So, yeah, so so that I actually feel that way about it. Yeah, it's absolutely... I, I just don't think it's good to have a 100% full-on diet with anything. The keto diet, the uh, the which has become popular in the MMA world, everyone's talking keto, whatever, mm. but the vegan thing specifically, or even vegetarian, like... It's cool to give yourself an indulgence every now and then because you need that upset. Like I said, everything in moderation, including moderation. You don't want to be 100%. Uh, I saw that documentary. Um, oh, Game Changers? Game Changers. Oh, what would you think? Well, one of the uh, the, produ- the the main producers for it was an MMA fighter, a uh, UFC MMA fighter for England. Uh, the black dude. He's, he's re- he was, I forgot his name. But anyways, I was very aware of him because so, he came out on the MMA shows promoting this thing. But the one thing I hated was actually the tra- <laughs> trailer, because the the shit is really good. it's really good. Uh, it has yeah, it has yeah, a few MMA fighters in there. But the trailer, one of the worst things I think is Arnold speaking on it because oh okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm just seeing. Maybe I'm I'm just seeing it through certain views. I don't think anybody else looked at it like that. But I'm sure. No, no, no. That's not true. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like what the fuck. The trailer has Arnold speaking about how he was eating so wrong back in the day. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. You know, he's like, because he's a vegan now, and, uh, and it was just like, well, I don't, you know, we didn't know what to we put in our bodies. We thought we hurt. We had this whole different mindset, right? Yeah. But the my problem with it is that they're showing him when he's Mr. Olympia for seven yeah. times in a row. Like, he literally looked better than anybody in the planet, and you're showing him saying how, like, wrong he was for eating the way he was eating back then. Like, bro, show him when, show him some, when he's, like, feeling like shit or something, or when he's not cutting, or he, as they're showing him how wrong, quote unquote, he is, he's literally, like, flexing, like, Miss Seven, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I remember, because they show him, like, in the gym. Yes, gym, he's like, literally, out, he's yeah. literally, like, the most fucking amazing, you know, body I've ever seen right there, and they're showing him, you know, like, oh, yeah, back then, we didn't know what we were doing, like, look at, I don't, you, knew, you knew something what you were doing, bro, <laughs> trust me, <laughs> every time Mr. Olympia, that's the only problem, like, why would, who edited this trailer? <laughs> kind of. Uh, but the, but they get, the thing is good. Like I said, because uh, I had been practicing that for a while now. Where Now, that's more of a thing I do to cut weight anyway, like the whole soups and salads. Oh, things. I see. But, uh, but it's something I had been practicing for a long time. and um, I like Or the uh, intermediate fasting thing. I've been doing that for fucking ever. Before. Now it's becoming a popular thing. But, oh, okay. But it's just a way to slow down your metabolism, uh, which most people want to go against because they want the physique as opposed to the... Uh, what do you call it? The athletic value from it, right? Which is being able to being able to survive without having to need food and be but still be able to run on fumes type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the whole intermediate fasting thing for me. 
But that like that's a marine thing. That came when you don't know if you're gonna get your next meal or not, and you need to be ready. Oh, out. I see. That's where that comes from. So, but anyways, um, yeah, I'm mean, like that's cool to do every now and then. But you need to take a break from that as well. You know what I mean? So you can mix it in with your. Um, I guess you could apply that to everything, right? If you're someone who goes to church twice a week, and then you're like, hey, take a break from that too. So to see to see how you feel from the other side every now and then, and then. Rumspringer, right? That kind of version <laughs> That's of it. Funny. That's kind of version of it, right? Take a break every now and then just so that you can get different perspectives. Because if you always have only one perspective, you're always going to go with... That's all you know. Yeah. yeah. And then just kind of skew your view to anything else where you're dismissive of anything else. It's not good. It's kind of the same thing, the same reason we have behind the music expanding thing we were talking about earlier. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. The same mentality. It's, it's broadening your horizons a little bit. Do you remember Chasing Amy... Uh, where she's giving the speech to Ben Affleck when they're when she just had sex with him and she he's asking like why why is that the guy for you that kind of thing right? Um, wait, which part was that? Joey Lauren. This is after they first have sex. Where Becky ben Affleck, catches him, right? He, or yes, like in the, next in the morning, yeah. But they're having a speech and she because he's asking her why you became a lesbian type of thing. Oh, I see, I see, I see. So. <clears throat> And she's saying how she didn't think it was cool for society to tell her who she should be able to date. That type of mentality. Because most of societies, you know, especially when this movie came out, it was very progressive, I guess. Because you don't really have too many, quote unquote, homosexual movies or gay movies or lesbian movies. But this one, and she's telling that, she's telling him, like, I didn't like society telling me who I should be, who they think I should date. So uh, I, I opened myself up to the other half of the population. And became a lesbian, but in doing so, she realized that she excluded the other half that she, that they, the world told her not to date. Mm-hmm. So now, I guess, but she's trying to say like bisexual, be bisexual, I guess, or whatever. Oh, yeah. But she's just saying the reason she went to lesbianism in the first place was for because she wanted to be like a fuck society type of thing. Don't tell me who I can date and that. But then in doing so, she excludes people without even having that knowledge. And I think that's kind of what's going on with what this religious kind of mentality towards any kind of theme that people might be into they don't they exclude themselves from the opportunity or the uh openness to try anything else out because it goes against what they're fully on gotcha. right there zealots yeah yeah i think that's what it is about zealotry and maybe that's kind of goes inside what i was saying earlier about how silly passion is because you're so passionate about this thing that you're so into that you kind of like like I said, exclude everything else. Like there's worse thing. There's more important things to be passionate about. Yeah. There's not. There's very little things that warrant that kind of passion. That should warrant that kind of passion, right? Uh, everything just ends up becoming silly, and I think that's where I've become that mentality. Where I've become lately, where if you're passionate about anything, it just becomes silly to me. Like why? There's something that there's more things that are actually more important. You know. What about the passion of the Christ? Man, there's definitely more important things. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what are your thoughts on people being passionate, and they're and they're in their thirties. You know, <laughs> it's good. It's I, for me. I honestly feel it's like teenager shit. Uh, I mean, like, like anything in like particular. Like, maybe? I just think once you have, um, I guess, children. I'm not sure what else is warranted warrants that kind of passion or love. Oh, I see. Hmm. Everything else, in in contrast, to becomes silly. You know, I guess you're having kids, yeah. Hmm. 
So it's true, like, once you have kids, like, everything changes, but... Mm, I wouldn't be able to tell you a real answer to that, because I was, I was a kid when that happened to me. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Um... And at that same time, I was... I was at war, so... That's another huge factor that changes people. Damn, that's true. That's a good point. So, for me, it's a little different, a little more kind of, like, blender type thing, where everything was hitting at once. Damn. That's a good one. But, uh, but I'm sure, it's, I'm sure that's, I've seen that, I've heard that cliche, and I'm, I can't argue against it, I guess, so. But it's just, like, what else, once you, okay, so, <laughs> uh, do we make everything in references to movies? Remember Free Willy? Yeah. Okay, so remember Michael Madsen's character, right? Uh-huh. And he's talking to the kid, the new, whatever the kid's name I forgot. Joshua Jackson? I don't know. Whatever his name is. Uh, But he was talking about he's... Because Michael Madsen used to have this sweet fucking classic ride. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that part? Mm -hmm. Where he was talking about the... like I don't know. Was it a Mustang? Was it... Probably one of those. Like an old muscle car. A muscle car. Yeah, thank you. An old muscle car. And he he had a picture of it. And he's like... And and the kid is like, wow. He used to have this car. It's like, yeah, yeah. That was my baby. What do we do? Like, what happened to her? Where is it? Like, well, I sold it when I married your mom. And, he, and, he, and the kid asked him, why? Why did you sell it? Why did you get rid of it? Like, well, because a man should only have one passion in his life. Damn. And I always thought that was, uh, am I watching Free Willy? <laughs> or some philosophical movie. That was amazing. Mm. I remember thinking when I was a kid, like, damn, that's a great fucking point. Like, yeah, maybe a man should have, and that's, you know, you know, it should be your woman or your family or whatever. But, yeah, you should. a man should only have one passion in his life. That's very King mm. of the Hillish, but I really liked it, you know? No, that was that was good. Okay. Anything like what's the alternative? Having lots of passions and doing everything half-assed just because right. you can't. Jack of all trades, master of none, type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He has none. Then he's a But that's what I mean. Everything becomes silly in retrospect, like being passionate about something or giving your full attention or full love to something that's really doesn't really matter in the long run. And you wake up and realize how silly it is. Adaptation is another movie that mm. made me think of this. Remember. When uh, Chris, um, what's that guy's the main character's name with the missing teeth? Leroux, Leroux. Uh, Chris uh, Klein? No, not Chris Klein. <laughs> um, well, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Well, he he's being interviewed by Meryl Streep, you know, who plays Susan Orlean in this one. Mm. But he's she he's trying to tell her because he's so obsessed with orchids at this point, right? Uh huh. And um, he's trying to tell Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper, thank you. And he's trying to tell her... I was thinking about it as I'm saying, too. Uh, he's trying to explain to her why he's so into orchids. But that before, he used to be so into fish. Like, he used to... Co- he had, like, a hundred aquariums. He used to collect all kinds of exotic fish. He was just obsessed with fish. And that he woke up one day and said, fuck fish. Like, he never... He'll never step foot in the ocean again. He got rid of all that stuff. And, and she was trying to understand why. And, like, why? And, like, why? if you're so passionate to fish, if you're so obsessed with it, why Why are you just throwing it away so easily? And he's like, because fuck fish. I'm over fish. I'm done with fish. That's funny. I'm moving on. And I, I remember hearing that mentality. Like, yeah, I guess that's kind of a way to put it. Like, um, it's a chapter in your life. You close the book. Or a book in your life. And okay. you close the book and move on to something, you know, to something else where you no longer have that kind of foothold in it. I always kind of like that mentality where... If you hold yourself onto a single passion where that's all you're really kind of known for, then you're kind of footholding yourself into never growing. Right, right. Stay stuck. No. Yeah, yeah. You'll never stay, You'll never grow into that thing. Mm-hmm. It's just weird to me. Yeah. And I hate when people equate, equate their quote-unquote religious with morality. 
their religious mentality, like, oh, this guy's Christian, so he's a good person, thank God. <laughs> what the fuck does that... What the fuck does someone's religion have to be with somebody having a good person? Whether he's mm-hmm. atheist or whether he's a creationist, it shouldn't matter in their morality. Whether he's vegan or whether he's eats meat, that shouldn't have to factor into someone right. whether someone's good or not either. Whether someone uh, same thing, whatever they're into doesn't mean have. What does morality have to factor into these things? I guess religion is the easy one for it, but yeah, it applies to the same thing. Whoever is like, like arrogant about their. Uh, I've heard this for yoga too, like oh yeah, you know meditations and practices. They, I I think their passions let them get away with them, or let them get run away with with their stuff, because um, then they equate them. If you're not doing this, then I, oh, I look okay. at you like this. Like, you know, self righteousness. Right, self righteousness. That's the word I was looking for. So it becomes self righteousness, and it sounds just like now I just want to dismiss you every time I see you because you just or just. Dude, I've been followed some fucking hot Instagram models because of some <laughs> bullshit they've posted. <laughs> Legit. We're like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Fuck this girl. I can't get a boner looking at you no more. I'm unfollowing you. <laughs> what would they say? Oh, you know, your, st- your same typical bullshit about um, about uh, uh, everyone should do this if you don't oh, do this. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Like, uh, did you want to... What bugs me is the one that I hear the most is positive vibes only or something like that. Oh, yeah. Positive eyes only. I'm not fucking with negative people anymore. Uh, like, first of all, don't say fuck if you're not fucking with no negative people. No, uh, I, I just feel like, why is everybody so afraid of negative vibes? Everybody's so afraid of shit talking. Everybody's so afraid of, uh, th- that's good, man. It'll keep us humble. The bullying thing bugs the fuck out of me. Obviously, no, like, people think, like, oh, so what about this kid that got bullied and into committing suicide? Like, well, obviously, that's an extreme factor. Nobody should be doing Anything extreme is never good. Whether it's extreme uh, in the right or in the left or extreme in whatever way. Anything extreme is never good. You always want to be that happy middle. Go with that yin-yang. Moderation, right? Yeah, absolutely. You want to go with that yin-yang. You want to go balance, really, if you okay, want to be yeah. Eastern about it. Balance it's about balance. But, like, uh, even bullying, dude, there's a balance to that, too. That's good for you, man. It's good for thick skin. It's good for growing you up. But, like, you show me someone who's never been bullying their whole life or never reacting to that, man, I'll show you a fucking pussy, man. I'll show you someone who just <laughs> does it. I'll show you someone who falls apart when the shit hits the fan. You don't want that either. I'll show you someone who's been bullied way too much and you're going to get someone who's 15 gotcha. Asian and going to shoot up a school. And that's never good either. You know what I'm saying? That right. just happened last week or earlier this week uh, in here in Los Angeles. I'm saying you, you, extremes of one way or another are never good. But to be completely dismissive of something that's negative as if it has no positive effect, that's also wrong, I think. Hmm. We everybody wants to get the world wants to get rid of everything that's negative and only positive. I get the mentality behind that, but it's not realistic and it's not good. I you need a little bit of negativity in your life. You need a little bit of balance in yeah, your balance. life, really. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure where where we started and where we ended this conversation as always, but I think it's about pretty not not too bad. That's yeah, bad at all. Yeah. Bad. All right. Let me save this up and uh, and we'll get going. Any last words, Lovey? You want to get thrown? Oh shit. Um, yeah, I should feel a little bit better. Um, good, good. Let's see. Fuck. I don't really have anything. My mind's gonna like get a blank today. <laughs> um, so well, I take that. Thank you for listening. I guess I went yeah. on the big rant. Those Steelers? Like, yeah. Uh, hey, man. Fuck it. They got into, did you see that fight they got into? <laughs> oh, it's pretty bad. Like a dude um, on the opposite team legit took off his helmet and hit this other guy in the head with it. It's it like a big. Bro- if I, I felt like I was watching a hockey game. I was like, oh shit! Like it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Oh man, I had to look that up. 
Yeah, not too bad. All right. Well, this has been Susan Booze. Um, I had a lot of fun recording. Hope you guys have a lot of fun listening.